Welcome back to another episode of Des Caught It, um, where today I have a little announcement to make. Um, so over the past month or so, I have been creating a NFL draft guide for the 2023 NFL draft, where I have been evaluating, analyzing, and ranking NFL draft prospects. You can check out all of my posts and announcements at Des with a Z. Uh, draftguide.substack.com, where I'll be posting all my analyses and breakdowns of the major prospects in this year's NFL draft. So again, Des with a Z, draftguide.substack.com to view my draft guide and please subscribe so you don't miss a post or any announcements. My first post will be this Friday, so February 3rd at 12 p.m., where I will be releasing my quarterback rankings and evaluations. Make sure to check it out. Um, so this week's episode is going to start with a little segment to just kind of um, talk about the draft guide a little bit. I will be giving my five favorite offensive players, breaking them down, and then I'm going to predict what team I think this player will get picked by. And then afterwards, I'm going to be joined by Caleb, Zach, and Billy, where we will be predicting the major NFL awards as the NFL Honor Show is next Thursday. Um, so let's get right into my top five favorite offensive players in this year's draft. Um, so these are my must-watch players, and I could just see these guys' stocks grow massively over the next couple of months leading up to the draft. Um, so my first guy um, is Anthony Richardson. He is a quarterback out of Florida. He is just, you know, the boomer bust player in this draft, and you're going to see Will Levis get comped to Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. That isn't it. Anthony Richardson is the Josh Allen of this class. He has a huge frame at 6'4", 232 pounds, which is bigger than Levis, but he also has the Justin Fields running ability. I mean, if you go and you watch that LSU game this past year, that run he had, I think it was in like the late third quarter, maybe. I could be wrong on that. That run looks just like some of these Justin Fields runs from this year. He is crazy athletic. I mean, the ability to make players miss. He runs circles around DBs. He can bust... He can break through tackles by um, linebackers. He just is a freak athlete. He also has the Josh Allen arm. Um, he's able to fling the ball to all parts of the field. And, I mean, you look at some of these throws Josh Allen makes where he hits Stephon Diggs 50 yards on the run. Anthony Richardson can do that. He uses that speed. He uses that arm. And he is just incredible outside of the pocket. The only thing is he is incredibly raw. Just like Josh Allen was coming out of Wyoming, Anthony Richardson only played 12 games. Yeah, 12 games. So this is kind of like Trey Lance when he came out. He only played 12 games at Florida. And it it shows when you watch his game. I mean, his accuracy, he misses high on a lot of throws. He doesn't have the greatest decision-making. Um, but again, that's that super raw Josh Allen prototype. And I mean, when you look at Josh Allen's career, he also needed time to grow and develop in the NFL. I mean, he was never really good until Stephon Diggs got there. And, I mean, Brian Dable, he coached him up really well. I think that it all depends on the scheme that Anthony Richardson goes to. Um, and so this now ties into where I think he'll end up. It just takes one team to see his potential and believe that they can make him great and develop him because these teams, they have like pride in developing these quarterbacks. Like you see how like Will Levis is supposed to go to the Colts. It's because Jim Ursay believes that he has the staff to create and develop a franchise quarterback. And that's what they've done for the past six years with this QB carousel. So my ideal fit 
for Anthony Richardson would be Carolina. They just hired Frank Wright. He developed Carson Wentz, who, again, he's coming from North Dakota State. Carson Wentz was super raw. And it's just like Anthony Richardson being a super raw quarterback, but he has all the tools. And I also love the weapons for the Panthers, you know? Like, they could they could re-sign Dante Foreman. They have DJ Moore there. They can build around Anthony Richardson and let him develop. But I also could see, like, another team like the Raiders taken. You know, Josh McDaniels is great with developing people. And I, like, look at the game with uh, Jared Stittman this year. Like, Jared Stittman was incredible in this Josh McDaniels offense. And I think that Anthony Richardson with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, they might let Darren Waller go, Josh Jacobs if they re-sign him. I mean, that team, the sky is the limit with Anthony Richardson just because of that boomer bust potential. So I think that it just takes one of those teams in like the top 10 range with the Raiders and Panthers taking him. But then there's also some teams that are like, man, this guy's too raw. We we don't really want to develop him. We think our window could be now. And then like a team like the Bucks at 19 with Tom Brady retiring, I think that they would just love him to just to be able to develop him. And then you could have this guy in three to four years to just be an all pro caliber player and then you restart that run so I think Anthony Richardson he's my favorite quarterback in the class as you'll see if you look at my draft guide and I just love his ability so um, moving on to my second uh, my second favorite player is Zay Flowers Uh, he's a wide receiver out of Boston College pretty straightforward he is the best route runner in the class and his speed and burst is just remarkable And it just allows him to get open at just crazy, crazy standards. His hands as well. I mean, so, so, so incredibly good. He has great concentration and huge catch radius. He he's just like a he's like a little freak. And my comp for him was a less physical Tyreek Hill. Um, Zay Flowers isn't the tallest guy. I think he measured in at the Shrine Bowl at 5'9", but Tyreek Hill is 5'10". I just think he isn't built like Tyreek, but he has the speed. He has the burst. Super interested to see his combine numbers, but I think that he's just going to be this outstanding athlete that's going to fly up draft boards. But I just think that his ability to create separation, route run, his hands, just remarkable. And those are what you really look for in like a high, high floor player at the wide receiver position. His ability to create separation versus man coverage and give the quarterback a place to throw and like I was talking about my comp is a less physical Tyree kill because he has this burst that is just like Tyree kill where he snaps off routes he flips the defender's hips breaks them off and I I'm really excited to see this combine where he'll end up um I think that his stock is it, again, a great combine. It's going to shoot up, and then you can maybe see him. I, I don't think he's going to be the first wide receiver taken off the board. I mean, that height is a little bit concerning, and then you look at guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, who have, like, real size, and then he's more, although he is small, he did play on the outside a lot and was very, very effective there, but some teams are going to shy away, just like how Bryce Young teams look at height and they're like, do we really want to invest in a guy who, when you see like a six six linebacker, is just going to bulldoze him and then he's out for seven weeks with a broken collarbone? Like, not many GMs like to do that. So I think that he falls to like a medium range, even if he has like a mid 
to late round first first round pick, even if he has this remarkable combine. Chargers, if that were to happen, I'm taking him in every single fantasy draft. I mean, Kellen Moore just got there as the offensive coordinator and as a Cowboy, as a Cowboys fan, even though Kellen Moore frustrated the crap out of me when it came to calling plays, I think that what they want to do is they want to surround Justin Herbert with weapons. We saw it last year of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen getting hurt. Zay Flowers would be that perfect kind of slot outside guy with the speed and the ability to create separation would be a great compliment to Justin Herbert. But there is like this range that starts with the Chargers and then Ravens, Giants, Cowboys. I mean, these teams all need and desperately need wide receivers for their franchise quarterbacks with the Ravens, with Lamar, Giants, with Daniel Jones, if they resign them, and obviously the Cowboys with Dak. So I think that any any of those teams that draft him and the, the quarterbacks stay, I would love them in fantasy football drafts. Giants, not so much just because the scheme is a little bit, it, it's really beneficial to Daniel Jones, but I love all of those teams for him. And I just, the Chargers, the Chargers one would just be a dream come true. And that vertical ability to stretch the field, the speed, every single one of those teams needs that. Um, My third favorite offensive player in this draft is Bijan Robinson, running back out of Texas. This guy you're going to hear all about when leading up to draft day because he is the complete package. He can run people over. He has absurd change of direction. Watch that Kansas game. The Kansas game this year, even there's this one run that he had against Oklahoma this year. His change of direction is just otherworldly. It it just is generational. And his ability to split a seam with his great burst off of the line, and then he's able to quickly, like almost like shuffle his feet. Like Isaiah Pacheco, like Chris Collinsworth always said this, where it's like when you watch him, he looks like he's just taking three steps, like segments, and then he could just change direction at any time. It's like that with Bijan Robinson, except he's way smoother. And his footwork is great. He has great vision. He can catch the ball. And as a pro, which is going to definitely keep him as a first-round stock, he's a great run blocker. Um, I mean, his his production at Texas was just remarkable. And the only thing to him is this is like the running back value conversation that we had, I think maybe last week, two weeks ago, about Saquon Barkley, where running backs, there's a lot of good ones. And this draft especially is super deep at them. And then you also have a great running back free agency class. So I think that teams, he's definitely going to fall down draft boards. Like if this was like, the 2017 draft where Saquon Barkley got taken second overall, Bijan Robinson would have been taken fifth overall. He is a top five, maybe even top 10 player in this draft. And again, I think that the Cowboys, Bucks, Bills, Eagles, like this late first round would just be, I mean, Bijan Robinson on this, with this Eagles offensive line and Jalen Hurts, that would, that is criminal almost like that would just be insanely hard to defend. And it, it wouldn't even shock me. It, it really just depends again on what these GMs think like Dante Foreman with the Panthers. He's a free agent and they could easily take him at ninth. If like Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, um, Bryce Young, they're all off the board. 
the Panthers are just taking the best guy on the board there with Bijan Robinson at nine. And that wouldn't shock me at all because he is this generational player and his abilities um, as a pass catcher, as a runner, a goal linebacker, he is the complete package and he is as close to an NFL ready player, except for maybe like Jalen Carter and Will Anderson that you will see. He is the most NFL ready. So my fourth favorite guy in this year's draft on offense is Darnell Washington at tight end. Um, this is just my favorite player I have scouted so far. Um, he is six foot seven, 270 pounds, and he's a tight end out of Georgia, in case I didn't say that. Um, he's a tight end at six foot seven, 270 pounds. Like he's two inches taller than the all pro left tackle Trent Williams. And he's 20 pounds heavier than the all-pro tight end Travis Kelsey. His body is just ridiculous. And it is absurd. And because of this, his run-blocking ability is the best out of any tight end in, like, the past 50 years, maybe. Um, When you look at Georgia, their offense ran through Brock Bowser's and Darnell Washington. And it would be quick screens out to the flat. Darnell Washington would run out there and he would bulldoze and pummel any defender that was close to him and create this huge lane for players to just hit a seam and take off. And I mean, the run blocking ability and the ability to use him in space, he can also, because he's six foot seven, like he can stand up to any defensive end in the NFL and he can body them. And that's what he did at Georgia. And I think that continues when he makes it into the NFL. So I just think that his run blocking ability is, it, it's it's worth to take a gamble on because at the end of the day, the draft is a bunch of gambles. And he is definitely worth the gamble because again, he's a tight end. He's not an offensive lineman. And it's because he is an incredible athlete. Like watch this Oregon game. He hurdled somebody. At six foot, 270 pounds, he hurdled an Oregon defender. That shouldn't happen. Like, that's almost as criminal as Bijan Robinson to the Eagles. And nobody wants to block him. So when people, when defenders see him run routes, they, they don't want to guard him. They want to get his hands on him because he can just run right through you because it could be a screen pass and he's blocking you. So his ability to create space is a little bit limited because of his huge frame. but. I just think the, the the cons to him is his ability to create space as a tight end. And it's because when you see in the NFL, there's going to be defenders who are also like 6'5", 6'6", and they might not be as scared of him as like a 19-year-old from, or, or from Missouri. Like a 19-year-old kid playing cornerback is going to be scared to death by this Darnell, by Darnell Washington. And I just think that his ability to create space might be limited in the NFL. Um, but his run blocking is just generational. And I think that what team, what a smart team would do is make him a fullback. Like you see how good like a Kyle Juszczyk is out in space. Like he can create that separation as a route runner, but then his run blocking ability can completely change defensive schemes against the team. And he just opens up these huge rushing lanes. So my ideal team for him would be the Bengals just to boost up that O-line, get really good rushing lanes for for that team. But then I also, I mean, if 
I, I don't know Kyle Juszczyk's contract situation, but if he could go to the 49ers and have Kyle Shanahan or any like a Sean McVay either, I think any of these young, very influential offensive minds, if they got their hands on him, I think that he could just be like a name talked about for the next 10 years. The only thing is where he'll go. I think, I think he's good enough to go in the first round, but I could see him falling just because he's kind of slow and he doesn't create space that well as a tight end. But I think that he should go, he'll go in the second round. Um, my final player is Jameer Gibbs, uh, running back out of Alabama and pretty simple with him, his speed, his burst ability to catch. Um, it is all just ridiculously good. And I mean, you watch that crazy Tennessee game this year between Alabama and you watch his burst on this one play. Bryce Young dumps it down into the flat. He just booms, like just takes off in the blink of the eye, runs past this Tennessee linebacker and gains 25 yards off of it. From a fantasy perspective, this is a guy who I would 100% have my eyes on to see what team he goes to. Um, just because his burst, he's a three down back, his speed are just remarkable. And he's kind of like, there's this other guy, Devon Achain, who's a running back out of um, Texas A&M, who's just like him, just a little bit smaller. So those two guys, as a fantasy, from a fantasy perspective, could completely win you your league. Because we saw with guys like Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Pacheco, rookie running backs produce. And I think he goes in the second round and he could be like a Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall, where he's a running back that goes in the second round. And he is just a cornerstone piece on one of these young and rebuilding teams. So I just think that Jameer Gibbs has everything you can need from a fantasy perspective. But as a player, he has just generational speed and burst in that second level. The only knock on him is he isn't like a ground and pound type of guy. And even though the league is kind of going in like a spread offense, dump it down into space, quarterback friendly type of way, I I still think that there will be teams that look at him and are like, if we're like fourth and one and we need a guy to get us a yard, Jameer Gibbs isn't the best best guy for that. So I think there would need to be like a one-two punch with him. Um, but I mean, he has all of the abilities to like completely just take over the league, just like Bijan can. So that wraps up uh, my top five offensive players so far for this year's 2023 NFL draft. If you want to see all of my evaluations of all of the major NFL draft prospects, again, subscribe to Dez with a Z draftguide.substack.com, where I will be posting my QB analysis again this Friday, so February 3rd at 12 p.m. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Please subscribe so you don't miss a post or an update on it. And again, there should be a, a link on Spotify here that could get you to it pretty quickly. Um, so make sure to check that out. And yeah, I'll be posting all of my evaluations as we get closer to the NFL draft. So um, excited for it. Stay tuned, guys. Now off to Billy, Caleb, and Zach. Okay, so now I am joined by Caleb Goldstein, Billy Robbins, Zachary Uden, where we're just going to be giving our predictions for the major NFL awards like I talked about before. So the first award, of course, is going to be the MVP. Billy, who do you have here? Um, Patrick Mahomes. 
that's kind of, I mean, I don't really think there's much of an argument. He took a team that arguably lost their best weapon, who is probably a top three receiver in the league, and they still won, I think, as many games. And they... As the Eagles. Yeah. Well, yeah. just as, them, uh, uh, as, as themselves. Like last, okay. year. Yeah, as last year. They retained the one seed, and Patrick Holmes looks better than ever. And I don't see this team... I mean, obviously, in the Super Bowl again, it doesn't seem like Tyreek Hill really affected this team like, that much. Uh, and I think Patrick Holmes is just the best quarterback in the league, and I think he's going to win the award because of it. Yeah, I think it's just between Mahomes and Hurts. So, well, Caleb, do you well, have any? Do you have any Hurts? Uh, I mean, Hertz I, I honestly don't here. But honest, mm. but at the same time, I mean, you just have to respect both candidates at this point because Mahomes is obviously insanely good. Better, but, but Mahomes hurts. Yeah, of course. Oh, is he? Is he actually? Wow, that's a crazy thing. That's a crazy thing to say. You had to say that. That's a crazy thing. Okay, so wait. That's so insane. Think if Mahomes retired right now, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. I think so. No, I think. What happens if he wins the Super Bowl? Yeah, and then he retires right after. He's in the Hall of Fame. Probably. He has like two MVPs, two Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean this. the Chiefs was supposed to be a rebuilding year for them. Like, first of all, that was an unnecessary comment. Obviously, no. I just wanted to see Mahomes better than Jalen Hurts. No, that's not an argument. It's ridiculous. Anyways, Patrick Mahomes is not going to win that. I mean, he will win the MVP, but we have to acknowledge that Jalen Hurts is the second most valuable player. And he's also extremely close because this offense, as we've seen, is absolutely nothing without him. The whole entire I scheme. I don't think that's true. Okay. Don't the Eagles have the best offensive line in the league? Yeah. I, th- I just but, think that's five receiver. Did you see them with Gardner Minshew and they put up three points to the Saints and at pick six? So let me keep going. The Eagles' scheme is the most unstoppable scheme that the NFL has seen in a while. People, the announcers always say that just because of the dual threat quarterback and also just Sirianni's ability to scheme the offense. And it wouldn't work without a dual threat quarterback. So, I mean, obviously you can put some of these elite guys in there, but nobody's running it like Jalen Hurts is and that, and he's leading the best team in the league. So that's why he's I think, I think just going back to your point about the Eagles, like when they played the Cowboys, they put up 34 points while turning the ball over four times. So I think that, their offense still was really good with Minshew. Right. And then Lane Johnson gets hurt. Josh Sweat gets hurt. Uh, Gardner Johnson gets hurt. And then Jalen Hurts gets hurt. And I think that all of those injuries added up to that awful game yeah. against yeah, the yeah, Saints. Yeah, I agree. And I think that Lane Johnson might be the most valuable yep, team on, player on that Eagles yeah. team. Like yeah. that old line is just ridiculous. Lane Johnson's incredible. That award is has two things. It's one is the media, which I do think Jalen Hurts has on top of Patrick Mahomes, but you know, honestly, not by much. No, Mahomes has all of the media. No, no. Hertz has a lot of media Hertz, now. Yeah, well, well yeah, that's what I'm saying. Still yeah. like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, I just think if you talk about value to a team, it's not even, it's not even a comparison. And never, it won't be in the next like, 10 yeah, years. like Mahomes I mean, just gonna win every year. This was supposed How to be a rebuilding thing? year. They lost Tyree Kill, and they are the one seed, like with just him and Travis Kelsey. Like it's really like they that game really against don't have the Bengals. Anyone else. That game against the Bengals was just realistically, ridiculous. if Mahomes stays healthy in the next five years, who do you see possibly beating him in the MVP race? I don't. Like who can Anthony Richardson? Like who I can previously possibly about. who could possibly be more be better than been more valuable to their team? I mean, he's in a great Aaron spot. Rodgers. <laughs> well, that's in the settle down there. So, I honestly think Lamar Jackson can win that MVP. I, but it, how would he be more valuable than Mahomes? I mean, because he, he doesn't yeah. have any wide receivers. He needs to go to, like, an average team. Lo- if Lamar goes to any other team, I could see him uh, any other decent over offense. I could see him being more productive than Mahomes. Well, is. it's just going to turn into them not giving it to Mahomes anymore because he's just too good, just like they do to LeBron. If Lamar goes to the Jets. Well, LeBron isn't the most valuable If Lamar goes to the Jets, okay, I could see not, him winning MVP. Yeah, I think that if, like, a Rodgers or Lamar goes there, has a great year, they're a two-seed, I think he, they could definitely make the case. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean. And Salah could for the year. 
if all of that happens, and I think that may happen, but also that's not going to happen. The Jets are not going to be the two seed. And Patrick Mahomes is still going to be the better quarterback than whoever goes there and also probably more valuable because unless the Chiefs pick up a wide receiver weapon, he's making all of these, like he's making MVS look great. He's making all of these receivers look insanely good and they've never been anything before. Uh, moving on to the offensive player of the year, um, like Hertz is like technically a final. I don't really know how they do this award. Like they can sometimes let quarterbacks win it, but I think that we're just gonna do it like best skill position player. Yeah. So Caleb, who do you have as like your best skill position player of this year? I mean, it has to be Justin Jefferson. He's just been he's just been the consensus wide receiver one this year. I mean, Devontae Adams, you could argue, is still more talented, but I mean, he is. he's just, yeah, he, he probably is more talented still, but he just hasn't had the quarterback play. Justin Jefferson's pick, put up the numbers, and I mean, the Vikings 13 win, I mean, they, the Vikings team was good, and it was because of Justin Jefferson for the yeah. most part. Kirk Cousins didn't. No, it is. It was because of Jeff, Justin Jefferson. No. They didn't, yeah, it, they didn't win 13 games because they had a great team. Yeah. They, had, they, they won Somewhat that because... They had him, and he was just embarrassing defenses week after week. Like, so then why like isn't Justin said, Jefferson the MVP? Well, he, that's what I'm saying. I think he's for a lot of more, he's he's more so than Hurts, possibly. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's, fine. he's like the only non-quarterback finalist. Yeah. I just think we were talking about this before the wild card game against the Giants. Like when he goes, the Vikings go, and like you look at like the Packers game, the Cowboys game, Eagles game, where he got shut down. Vikings, Vikings all lost them. Yep. And then you yeah. look at the Giants game. Vikings had no offense in the second half because Justin Jefferson only had one catch. So yeah. I think just as he goes, they go. I also have Jefferson here, but I think that you can make an argument for Kelsey in terms of value. Like yeah. I think that just yeah. even though oh, with Mahomes, right. I think that Kelsey he had another tremendous season, and I just think that he provides a crap ton of value as well i mean if yeah. if you could argue that he provides more value than jefferson does i mean mahomes obviously can make plays by himself but he can't make plays with all bums he needs to have yeah. at least one yeah. good player and travis kelsey was that and has been that guy for him for so long and he had an amazing season i'm, I'm gonna switch to nobody would even imagine tight ends doing this i think like i think jefferson wins the award but i think kelsey yeah. should win it the, the thing about, yeah but the jefferson about, is gonna win. the thing yeah. about kelsey is that if you switch someone like like tj hawkinson and you switch their position i feel like he'd be just as good on I, the on that, the chiefs i could see that that's insane i know I, I don't think, think it's kelsey, insane that is insane that is insane i i was similar production but i don't think that I thought Kelsey you were gonna say how different. Speed. I thought I thought you were gonna say how different it was gonna be. No, because that's so, bro. Kelsey is always open. He's never, and it's not. It's not always Mahomes making the throws. Kelsey is never covered. Their chemistry just, is also insane. He's never covered. It doesn't. He could be. He's the, he would be. He's the definition of a quarterback's best friend. He's 100%. always. He's and whenever you see him, he's like ten yards in open field. He's never covered. I mean, I don't think that anyone would do it like him. Um, moving on to our depoy, our defensive player of the year, Billy. Who do you have? I have Nick Bosa. Um, I don't really think it's much of a competition here either. Much like the last two, the Niners probably have the best defense in the league, and Bosa is a probably the key part of it. Yeah. And obviously, um, this defense was amazing. I think D'Amico Ryan he already has a job. Yeah. Uh, with the Texans, and I just think that Bosa is so dominant. Um. He gets he, he's probably the most impactful player on the field when he's on the field most times other than maybe like the quarterback if it's like Hurts or Mahomes or whoever, um. But but this is just Bosa's award and he was he managed to stay healthy this season and it's just him. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I see a similar thing to the Offensive Player of the Year discussion where I think Bosa wins the war, but I still think Micah provides more value for his team. Um, I, I'm i 100% with you, though. I think Bosa just had a great year. Yeah. The only thing is that Fred Warner is also a stud. And, I mean, I think that Fred Warner has a case for this. And Hassan Reddick, I mean, you saw that Niners game. He is a baller. Yeah, I mean, he's incredible. Yeah. And you could argue that he he provides just as much value as those guys yeah. do. Chris Jones as well. He's Hassan Reddick, the fact, I mean, Hassan Reddick is, he lines up everywhere. Going to the game, going to the Giants game, you could see him. He lines, he lines up to the... He lines up on the edge. He lines up just like Micah, and honestly, he has better stats all around than Micah does. So yeah, and I mean, yeah. on well, a better team, that wise, he's, he's just miles ahead of well, everyone. If you're just looking at sacks, well, he does, also he has more. Sacks. Well, no, and pressures, you know, win rate, yeah. double team rate. That's all Micah. But well, what he has the most QB well, hits by thirteen because those stats don't matter. Oh, oh they because don't it's I mean how you're affecting the game. He also well, has QB hits, most forced QB fumbles. QB well, hits most forced fumbles, most sacks. Well, in terms of Micah versus more forced fumbles, more sacks, line up in the same position. I also think that and he's just as valuable. I also think that the that Cowboys Eagles only. Is insane. I think that the Cowboys' only strength is their D line compared to the Eagles, who have like two All Pro corners, hey, solid linebackers, you solid just safeties. Just on the Eagles secondary but a week ago, man. I still think you can pass on them, and I think the Chiefs do that in the Super Bowl. Oh, so we'll see about that's that. Ridiculous. Um but going back to Bosa, I mean, can't really beat the dead horse enough here. He's just led the league in sacks and that's just pretty much guaranteed to win you when you uh deploy. Uh so now moving on to offensive rookie of the year. This one is interesting. Um there's only three finalists. It's uh Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker and Purdy. Um so who do you guys got for this one? I have Garrett Wilson, and I was deciding between him and Purdy, but, you know, even though Purdy did go undefeated in the regular season, I he was only six games, so I feel like you can't really give it to him based off of just that. So I'm, I'm just going to have to give it to one of my beloved Jets. And I think if you list the quarterbacks that Garrett Wilson has, which I'm going to do, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Chris Streveler. Chris Streveler, what a guy. I mean... <laughs> Oh my god! And he still and he had eighty three catches for eleven hundred yards, and it's just like I feel like as a rookie with such terrible QBs, I've, it's just really impressive. And he's I, ridiculous. Yeah, he's and and I think given a better QB, he could have had a Jamar Chase type rookie season. I agree with that. Yeah, and I mean when he is given a better QB, he's gonna turn into an elite receiver. He is so good, and I think he's also the winner. But I think. You know, if Purdy played, say, 10 games, won 10 and 0, which I think that, you know, if he played the same teams as the 49ers did, then he probably would have gone 10 and 0. So, I mean, if he did that, then I think that maybe he's considered a candidate here. But I think with six games, you can't even. That's ridiculous to put him like. I don't think it's ridiculous. He, I just, it I, ridiculous. I think you can't. It's I ridiculous. think that. Well, I have a question here. What do you think is more impressive, Brees Hall's six games? Or I was gonna Brock say. Purdy's I was gonna say. Purdy. 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 Neither of them Brees should be there. Hall. Well, look, he's playing quarterback. Here. Oh no, no. Pro, you know, no, no. Honestly, team, he's playing. He, yeah, he's never gotten a, a snap in that, the NFL, and this guy just yeah. gets shoved I in. Can he's play on like for that he's team. in like the not, safest <laughs> possible pocket you've ever seen. <laughs> I know the Niners' offense is just like incredible. If you put Caleb Williams on that team, he would be better than Purdy. So that guy, what what's that guy? I don't even know that guy's name. The backup that came in for Purdy. Josh Jones. Josh, yeah, Josh Jones. Could yeah. run the offense. Could Purdy run the offense could against the Eagles? Oh, I, don't could. I don't know. We'll Josh see. Johnson. We'll see. We would have seen. Right, wow. Here's a here's a question. If well, yeah, Josh if, if Brees Hall kept up what he was doing the whole season, you think he would 100%. win it? I, I think he would over Garrett yes, Wilson. Over easily. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brees yeah, Hall. I think yeah, so too. He was amazing. Yeah. 
I I also have team. Yeah. Love that guy. I also have Garrett Wilson. I that Dolphins game. I think it was like the last week of the year where he was the only target with Joe Flacco, and every single ball went to him. He had like 19 targets. He is just an absolute freak, and I think he definitely deserves the award here. Yeah, I have Kenneth Walker, despite all you guys. Um, I just think without Kenneth Walker, the Seahawks would not have been as successful as they were. He played in everything, played every in single lot, game except like for like three. 14, maybe? Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that he had, like I think, six 100-yard games, and he also had a stretch where for like eight weeks straight or six weeks straight before he got injured, he had a touchdown, touchdown, two touchdowns, touchdown, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. Um, so he was obviously really productive, and once Rashad Penny got hurt and he kind of took the spotlight, he was probably the reason that they were able to score so effectively in the red zone and that Geno Smith and the Seahawks were able, able to make the playoffs. Um, although, like, I don't want to discredit Gino and, like, DK and, and Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett yeah. uh, Kenneth Walker is a freak. He also catches all these passes, a PPR monster. And I think that this I think this team was more successful because of him than the Jets were because of Garrett Wilson. I think he just had a stronger impact than Garrett Wilson did. I'm not saying – I think Garrett Wilson will be better in the future and is a better player. But just this year-wise, I think that Kenneth Walker is more impactful and more important to his team than Wilson was. I see uh, this argument, and I like it. I just think that – Garrett Wilson with all of the QBs that he had yeah. and this crappy Jets offense, he was the only bright spot to it. Yeah. And I think that he just, it's the QBs. And I just think yeah, his fair. production as a rookie was just absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I mean, Rashad Penny was playing pretty well I mean, for the Seahawks for like before. The two weeks. He, he had, he had well, one good fine. game against the Lions. Yeah. yeah and probably, that's yeah, when the probably, Lions defense was like, yeah, sure. Like, giving up like, but I mean, it's not, I don't think Kenneth Walker provided as much of a spark as Garrett Wilson did for his offense. And I mean, with that Garrett Wilson, that Jets, like the Jets quarterback staff would have such a horrible time. Like the only reason that Mike White was anything productive was because of Garrett Wilson. The only reason Zach Wilson ever looked good is because of Garrett Wilson. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, I just think the reason this Jets offense was a thing was because of Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. But especially after Brees Hall was gone, Garrett Wilson was pretty much all of it. Yeah. Um, moving on to defensive rookie of the year now. Um, Zach, who do you have here? I'm gonna have to keep with. I'm gonna stay with the Jets, and I think it's Sauce, and I think it's ob- and I think it's. There's no question here. I mean, not since like Darrell Revis have the Jets had a cornerback this good, um, and I think he's you know inching towards that level. Um, just to to be the like an All Pro at uh, like when you're in your rookie season, I would say he's. I mean, I I think there's no question he's the best cornerback in the league. Um, so. It's, it, I think there's no question here. Yeah, it's between him and uh, Tariq Woolen from the Seahawks. I mean, yeah. he got voted in as an All-Pro, and those are the same, pretty much like 45 out of 50 yeah, are the same voters. people that vote for this award. So I think that Sauce is pretty much a lock to win it. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, he just had like an incredible year. Yeah. Is he still he, not giving up a touchdown? Well, nah, so they did. credit him. They credit him with two, and then he went on Twitter and was like, I don't know how I got credited with this one, but he did give up so one. So he did give up two. He gave up one. Know? I don't know what it was. Yeah. I haven't well, seen it. Yeah, I mean, if that's that still standard, then that would be insane. But either way, he's been so one good. One touchdown allowed is yeah, ridiculous either, yeah, as well. One, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, yeah, one touchdown could we just talk about the Jets offseason? I mean, they would have had... If sure. Brees Hall yeah, didn't get injured, it's like one of the best. Drafts, if they didn't, like, if Brees Hall didn't get injured, he would have won rip, uh, offensive that rookie of the year. Insane for the Jets. Yeah. Oh my! I mean, they have like three players that would have won the award if Brees Hall didn't get injured. But like, that's it's like just three insane. cornerstone but it's, but players. Yeah, yeah. It's not even just to win the award. Like they're like going to be there for a while, and they're yeah. like all like 
Well, Brees Hall, we'll see what happens with his knee. I think he's still going to be yeah. okay. He's good. I, they, but he is this is, How about my fantasy team next year? This is the Jets' window. I think yeah. that, like, they just got to go Rogers, out for Rodgers, Lamar. Lamar, maybe even take Anthony Brady, Richardson if he falls. I Derek mean, Carr, Brady, how much I love him. Brady. Brady retired. Wait, is Anthony Richardson a quarterback? He's not coming. Yeah. He's not from Miami. Uh-huh. That's what I was talking about last time. Florida. Oh, for Florida. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the direction the Jets are going in. Um, so for coach of the year, um, this one is, I, there's so many good candidates, but what do you guys think here? I mean, it's Sirianni. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how you don't say it's Sirianni. Best team, best coach. Ask anyone. How about, best team, best it's coach. Not how about you go best from team, being coach. the worst team in football to making the playoffs? Yeah. Who did that? Yeah. Oh, it was Doug Peterson. He took probably one of the worst teams we've seen in the last 10 years I with Urban Myers. W- one win team is that right, Dan? One win team. Yeah. Sure. And how many games did they win this year? Did they get to nine, 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 and, and then they made it. it past the wild card round. Right? Give it won to the him. division. Sure. And I know you love Peterson too. You know what? He, Me too. I think Doug Peterson should win it. He too. Should. I loved it. Yeah. He you should. Yeah. I agree. But guess what? The coach that wins the Super Bowl or is in the Super Bowl. Fine. I'm not gonna start another argument about Andy Reid, considering they lost their best player and then still got the one seed. He, he, was man, the he wasn't their best player. Is Sirianni same. even on the list? That's a yes. Yeah, he is. But that's do we have finalists? Sure. That's another. It's Peterson, Sirianni. Dable, Dable. And Dable. Yeah, it's Dable. Yeah. Come on, but it's it's probably who's the favorite? I don't know. Who's the favorite? I actually don't know who's. I, 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 it has I'll to be Sirianni. I I think. Oh well, I mean the Chiefs are the same record. But why are the Giants good, Caleb? Not, why are the Giants good? It's Dable. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Gozak. Why are the Giants good? Give me one reason besides Dable. Daniel Jones. No. No. <laughs> what? Oh, you played bad this year. Daniel oh, by the way, um, it looks like Kyle Shanahan's the favorite. Yeah. Really? Shanahan. That's also fair. Shanahan, wow. Dable. Well, I mean, I like hold, on, a lot, hold on. It's because yeah. he goes through so many injuries. It goes Shanahan, Dable, and Sirianni, then McDermott, then Peterson, then Zach Taylor, then Campbell, then Kevin O'Connell. Shanahan so would have never Reed, been the favorite so if it Andy wasn't for Reed Purdy. Andy Reid isn't even there. Reid is not. I mean, I feel like he's just, he did as expected. Well, I know, but like if Purdy, year. like before before Purdy like, did get hurt, that was updated, it, like, Shanahan wasn't, he wasn't even like top three on the list before Purdy like started making his comeback. And it was just because... I mean, that makes sense as well, just because I love that he's Shanahan gone through so love. many injuries. That makes sense. But Sirianni is too, and, you know, he's 14-1 with his starting quarterback with the with the, with the the offense that he runs, and I don't know. He's I mean, just, he, he doesn't call he's, plays. He's, how is Shanahan? He's turned it around. Think, he's turned the whole Eagles team the, around. I don't know if he's done it. I think Howie Roseman True. has well, done it. Howie and, Roseman should win Best GM. Is that an award? Yeah, that is. Is it really? Yeah. But is he going to win it? Probably. Yeah, he, he better win it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Wait, um, is it actually an award? It, yeah, it's it not is, like an it's award. Not like, it's just like they get named that. Oh, okay. um, I don't get. Is Shanahan just the favorite because of Purdy? I think yeah. it's just because, because of how many injuries. Great. <sighs> Three quarter, two so quarterback already. I know. That defense could it, win you Dable like should seven honestly, games. Dable should honestly it, 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 To me, it's between Dable and Peterson. Yeah, I agree. I think I mean, it, you I think saw what Dable. happened in that. You can't like look at like the like the overall team, though, like before the season. Yeah, it's true. But you can, what you can do is you can look at the year before and the Giants yeah. were terrible. And that's also all yeah, Jaguars I'll just say in predictions. True, the Jaguars were also terrible. I think, but we I know, think but it was because of Urban Meyer. Yeah, I think that I, mean, partly, I think any decent partly. coach could make it. I think it's the Giants but because, again, like the Jags had the worst record. Giants were one game behind them, and they were running QB sneaks on third and nine on like their own five-yard <laughs> yeah. line last year. And the— Look at the amount of talent that Dable has compared to Jacksonville, Philadelphia, 
Niners. Yeah. Look at the talent. I still can't name a receiver and, on that team. And they Let's made see. Giants. Isaiah Hodgins. Come on, bro. No, I'm joking. Of course I can, but like, come on, like they they made like the same. <laughs> they made the like the same round as like the Cowboys, and True. they made the same round as the Jacks, and, and I think Tom it's Brady. because, well, around oh, past Tom Brady. Oh, so yeah. I think That's that Dable is just like completely turned around this team with they like won a playoff game. I know. I completely forgot that. I always yeah. I, uh, since it was, it was the Eagles' first game. game. I mean, since it was the Eagles' like, first game. No, it was not. A fraudulent Going game. Are you serious? Minnesota? You go into Minnesota and beat the fourth. Okay, fine. Their record is fraudulent, but they it's not like they have they haven't lost a one-possession game all year, and the Giants beat them in their first one-possession game in Minnesota in the playoffs. Come on. I know. That's an impressive win. Dable and just, like, turned this. I think it just has to be Dable. I think Sirianni-Dable argument is sort of just made, like, ridiculous when you saw how badly the Eagles beat the Giants. Well, because of well, no, the no, 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 no. I, I know that, yeah. I'm going to make the argument for Dable. That's why he's... Oh, okay. Right. You know, because of how badly they beat them. So, I mean, you could just see how well Dable was coaching that team all year, and just the talent difference was so clear because it's not like he coached that game that badly. There were a few... Maybe, like... Very, two. very questionable punt calls, but other than that, I mean, I just think that... The talent you can't you can't you the fact that he did it with nothing you have to give it to him yeah i just table was just so yeah. I, I i feel like you, they were just in every single game this and year I, and that's different from last i will year. say if doug peterson doesn't win it i really hope he gets like an honorable mention like i he should definitely be the second best coach this year at, at the very least yeah 100 percent um, so that finishes up our awards, but there were two major kind of pieces of news this past week. Um, Tom Brady retiring and Sean Payton getting traded to the Broncos. So let's start with Sean Payton, just because that would probably be the more interesting one. Do you guys think that Payton could turn around the Broncos? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. I think the Broncos mm, are yes. more odds. I don't know what the front office is doing there. No. A hundred percent. Correct me if I'm wrong. They gave up a first, second, and third. Is that right? Wonderful. They gave up a first and second yeah, just, and got a third. Just give away your team and, for and a, a Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> and a Hall of Fame coach. Oh, and a Hall of Fame coach. And a Hall of Fame. Is he, coach. Is he gonna let Russ cook? Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. I do you I, think I, that I, Russ I lost all his that. talent magically? Yeah. He, he lost, lost his, his talent, talent when he left Seattle. He's lost it. Boom. I just where do you, where worse. it go? It's I just gone. He's just not gonna anymore. I will no longer. I will I think it's because of the awful Nathaniel Hackett coaching. I will give I will give five hundred dollars. Week week sixteen, not this year, but the last one. Week sixteen, Monday night football, Saints at home against the Dolphins. I will give anybody six hundred dollars if they can name the quarterback for the Saints that that night. Brock Osweiler. Ian Book was the quarterback. <sighs> I, I could have guessed that actually. And you, you actually could have Taysom, yeah, Taysom Hill was the quarterback that year. The <laughs> The quarterbacks for the Saints were just awful two years ago. Yeah. Yet they still were one game out of the playoffs. Yeah. I think that the floor for the Broncos is raised incredibly. And I think that we're going to see like a Doug Peterson to Urban Meyer. Like Doug. Oh, yeah. Urban Meyer, Doug Peterson. They're winning the division. Hackett was awful. <laughs> Hackett. <laughs> They're winning the division. Hackett was awful. And now it's going to Sean Payton, no. a Hall of Fame coach. I think the floor, I think that they go eight and nine, maybe. Key, is Javante and Williams AFC back West too? is going to be stacked. Javante Williams. Here's what I decided. Yeah. Rod, Rodgers. AFC West is going to be stacked just no, like no, no, it was no. this year. Dude, you can't no, say no. Rodgers go to Vegas. Rodgers go to Vegas. Lamar <laughs> going on the Jets. I just decided. But honestly, you can't really say. I mean, the AFC see, West was quote-unquote stacked this year. Okay. You see Devontae Adams' tweet? 
I did what? see that. Yeah, you think he's good? yeah, no. He's calling back and for his boy. Vegas would still be even though even though he claimed Derek Carr was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think that the Broncos will be. I hope great. so. They're what? gonna be good. Do you think? Are you taking his any Broncos? Nice. Are you taking any Broncos as a buy low in fantasy, in fantasy yeah. next year? Yeah. Yeah. Cortland Sutton. No. Jerry Judy. <laughs> Cortland. Give Sutton. me Cortland Sutton in the Michael Thomas role. Seventh round. Michael Thomas role. Cortland Sutton. Gonna break the catch record. Yeah. Uh, no. mm. Give me Jerry Mike Judy Boone. Will be the one making- Mike, <laughs> Mike Boone. <laughs> KJ Hamler. Javante Williams. Possibly? Alvin Kamara role. People KJ are gonna be talking Hamler. about that. That's what I'm saying. KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler. Did you see the long shots to Ted Ginn back in the Saints days? <laughs> Ted Ginn. No Did way. You? Did anyone? Does anyone remember? No, I do remember. I do. Yeah. And guess who's gonna be catching those? KJ Hamler. <laughs> yep. Yeah. KJ sure. Hamler. I feel like Jerry Judy is the deep ball threat. But yeah. No. No. KJ, KJ Hamler was like five foot serious? four. He, the only, I think it's, it's like only you. receptions yeah, are on okay, deep funny. balls. I think, it's only rece- <laughs> I think it's only receptions are on deep balls like all Wait, season. Wait, can, can I just bring something up quickly? Okay. So I just want to look back to last week. And can, can we can we all remind, can can we, remind can we me? First, can we first just say one thing about Brady? Sure, sure. Say something about Brady and then I'll have my parade. Do you I think would love that, to look back to last yeah, week. Yeah, so would I. Do you think that... Um, Brady comes back out of retirement, or yeah. is he now done? it's done? Just quickly. No, he's done. His family I think he's is. Done. I think he'd be the biggest oh, yeah. jerk in the entire world if he retires. Yeah, I don't think he does. Like His again, like come on, people wouldn't let going him. downhill for him. He needs to. He needs to, he needs to go on like a like a meditation retreat, mm-hmm. get some things back, <laughs> something like that. Interesting. And I mean, he just he needs to find himself again yeah. because clearly he's lost himself. Okay. Yeah. And he needs. So now, dude. Wait, uh, Dan, who'd you, who'd you take in Bengals Chiefs game last week? Wait, wait. Um, let's let's I, start wait, wait, wait. with the game no, that no, no, happened no, no, first. No, no, let's start no, no, with the game. game who'd you take in the Eagles 49ers game? Who'd you take, Billy? Who'd you take in the Eagles 49? Who'd you take? Eagles. No, no, no. Put back at the recording. If I recall, you said in the recording. No, no, no. I think you actually. I said that as a joke. I'm not being said. I think, Eagles, I think the Eagles won because they got bailed out. Both the third, <laughs> bailed out. Third, that is and, an insane the third thing and fourth string quarterback got injured and taken out of the game. They were four, pretty clean throw. The, like, did they even throw a pass in the second half? Nope. Like maybe. Like, so two, let me ask two, you a question. Two. Why do you? The Why was the game seven seven? Why was the game seven seven before Pretty got hurt? Because well, that was, was even after he got hurt. Josh Johnson. Oh, yeah, he got the touchdown. Didn't yeah. He? yeah. Oh. So why? Why was, why was it seven seven? Why does the coach of the year use their third string tight end to block the? Arguably, defensive player of the year and get their quarterback hurt. Well, how is oh. he supposed to know that's going to cause him to get Tommy John? Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. A blind side, a bl- having the co- right. having a guy wide open running on a quarterback's blind was, side. I was do a, not was think a it's a smart win. thing to do. And guess why? Fraudulent guess why that happened? Eagles have yet to guess beat a good why, team. Guess why that happened? That guess good, why that Caleb. happened? Guess what happened? Actually, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, they set the record for most wins over playoff teams in the history. Or, I mean, over. Teams over 500 in the history of the NFL. Actually. I don't know who they beat over 500. Um, well, it's they actually the set the record. Yeah, they actually set the record for most. Okay, but well, the commanders they actually were 500? set the record. But when they but played, tell, yeah, but they what, still lost. What teams do you consider good? <laughs> what teams do you consider good? Packers. What te- we <laughs> beat the Packers. We smoked that. the Packers. Okay. What team do you consider good? Let's like, go on to the next. There's game. three games that you can. There's three teams that you consider good in the NFL. Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Them, then you would say that it's not. Right. Like, yeah, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Oh right. no, they so don't okay, have the schedule. The, they went 15 and okay, one. Who'd you take in the Bengals Chiefs game? Uh, I took the, Again, uh, a fraudulent win by the right. Chiefs. Yeah, okay. Okay. if anything, bailed out by the refs. Bailed out by the refs. Win. <laughs> Who did you take when it was a third and seven punt and they randomly blew a whistle? Wait, wait. Can I ask you guys a question? Who won the game? Who was holding who three players the on the last game? How about let's start from the beginning of the game first and let's analyze this game? No, no, 
let's just let's just let's just talk about the end of the game where it was a third or second down and, and or Joe whatever. Get a first and down. the whole Chiefs offensive line Burrow was holding the whole Chiefs defensive line. There's holding on every I, play, Caleb. No, no, no. Every single play, yeah, there's a hold. No, this was an obvious. Every single play, there's a hold. This was a, this was an obvious hold. The refs, the refs were just awful, yeah, but awful. The Bengals, the Bengals, Ron Tolbert was bad. Free play. The Bengals had two drives to win the game, and as a True, Bengals better, as a Bengals better, that hurt a lot. But Chiefs won, and I'll, I'll I was, give it. To I was them. on the Chiefs. Mahomes True. at the end of the day, Mahomes just the whole better. question was whether or not he could scramble. Last play of the he game, can. ran his heart out, got yep. the fifteen as well. Good win by the Chiefs. It was there. all in the public, fading the public, and I also want to give credit to. Eli Apple for helping the Chiefs win. Yeah. <laughs> he caused lots of bad karma and bad what juju, I'm, and that is why the Chiefs won the game. What I'm worried about happening is Patrick Mahomes getting injured in the Super Bowl, and then the Eagles just getting a free win, and then everyone. <laughs> I don't know why you like, complain wow. about that. No, because I mean, if, come you, on. if that were to happen, that, everyone would clown the Eagles. Everyone would be like, wow, like, it, it, this it, is the most fun. No, yeah, but it's not. But everyone's be like, oh, it's like the Lakers bubble win. It's like, oh, I just want to smoke. We're just going to smoke Mahomes. You're completely right, though. If he does get hurt in this game, it would be like a fraudulent win. Why can't the Cowboys play Josh Johnson and Brock Purdy with his horn UCL? I will say, Brock Purdy, if you had any I will say, if Patrick Mahomes. could have won that game if Dak Prescott If Patrick Mahomes gets injured and Chad Hammond beats the Eagles. You guys would lose that game if Brock Purdy played. That would be. Oh, are you serious? Do you yes. actually think that we would lose? It would have been a close game. Oh my god! I'm gonna say that's insane. Right. That is actually insane. We put up 31 yeah. points on the best defense in the league. Well, because turnovers, happen. but no, whatever. One turnover it still would happen. Okay. Um. Well, again, if you want to see my full draft guide and evaluations of other draft prospects, please subscribe to Des with a Z draftguide.substack.com, where I will be posting my QB analysis this Friday. So uh, February 3rd at 12 p.m. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Um, thank you, Walter, the producer. Thank you, Billy, Zach, and Caleb for coming on and to the Brooklyn Podcasting Studio for hosting us. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.